Hey, before we get started, if you are ready to pass your exams and become a licensed architect, you're going to want to listen to this. We are revolutionizing architectural education. It is my goal and mission to help as many people as possible become licensed architects while still maintaining their happiness. So introducing the architecture of play. This is our secret podcast series that will transform the way you study and prep for your ARE. Imagine having a happy work-life balance while also pursuing your dream of becoming a licensed architect. I promise you, it is possible. Our seven-episode private podcast gives you exclusive access to the secrets that can make this dream a reality. Remember, the more fun you have, the more likely you are to pass your exams and become a licensed architect. Start listening today at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash secret podcast. Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Design, Create, Inspire with me, Bryn Young. I'm an architect and entrepreneur with a background in interior design and small business management. I have been running a successful award-winning architecture firm for over six years, and I'm here to discuss all things design and business. There are over 1 million podcasts to choose from, so thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I hope to bring you value with every episode I create, so let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of Design, Create, Inspire. Last week we talked all about architecture software and I gave you my opinions on what I feel, where I feel things are headed and then I also talked about what the industry is primarily doing, what's being taught in schools and all that good stuff. So today I thought I would break it down a little bit like before you get to the software, I wanted to talk about digital versus hand sketching, what people are doing. Are people still sketching by hand? And by people, I mean architects and designers. Are people still using their hand and good old-fashioned pen and paper? Are people still practicing the art of sketching? Or are things primarily done digital these days? So... In this video uh, and podcast, again, I do both things, (laughs) Uh, I am going to go over basically like what I was taught in school, the practice I was taught, and the tips I was given when I was in school versus what I do now, and also what the industry is primarily doing based on um, those that I've talked to and what I am seeing and what clients want or expect. This is something that um, is something that I've talked with quite a few architects about. So it's partially my own experience, partially what I've talked to them about and what uh, they're overall saying. And then also, what does the future of this look like? Now that a lot of the students that are coming into the architecture world or people who are graduating are a lot of students or a lot of people that grew up in the digital realm. It wasn't new to them. There wasn't this learning curve like there was for people who are maybe in the industry now that didn't have those tools. So what is that going to look like in the future 
how are we going to handle that pan to paper sketching method that has been such an art of architecture? So to start off, I thought it would be fun. I pulled out some of my old sketching tools, basically. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, you can go on over to the YouTube video. And if you want to see a visual, although, you know, you probably know most of these. And I'll also post links to these down in the description. So if you do want to add to your sketching library or studio library after this, you can go purchase some because As you will see in the video, I do believe there is still an art of sketching. With that said, I do believe that there is an art to sketching that can be done digitally with all the same tools. So I will explain that here. Now, it was funny because when I went to go pick out my sketchbooks, this is what I got and it's not even all of them. But this is the life of an architect or an architecture student. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten sketchbooks all in different sizes. Now, I'm not going to like make this seem like I'm this incredible sketcher and these are all filled. I bet you most of them are halfway to a quarter or a quarter to a halfway full or not even. But um, what I always liked about these is there's ones with grids. So this was always really helpful for quick scaling. So I loved these little sketchbooks for quick ideas, notes, um, you know, quick stair study, really basic, easy stuff. Moleskin was always my love. I love Moleskin. The quality of their products are just really high. And, and it's funny too, because sketching, I learned this really early on when we were given a list of materials that we needed for school sketching and all the requirements for it is not cheap it's expensive and like pens for example I was always a big fan of these micron pens I also really liked I don't really know how to pronounce this Stadler maybe these Stadler pens especially these big ones these fat ones because You can do really rough sketching and it doesn't have to be perfect, but I loved um, the microns for the precision, but these would always dry up and it was the worst because they're the best when they're nice and fresh, but then they dry up and they're not cheap. I don't remember how much there has been a while, but, and then good old fashioned Sharpie. Always love a Sharpie. I love these Prismacolors, especially when I was doing hand rendering, they have the two sides the fine, super little, and then these fat sides, which you could actually use the small tip or the bigger one for more drawings. Um, And then, oh my gosh, I just, I I pulled out, I even have like charcoal, the the best uh, drafting and rendering and sketching rulers because they have this little non, they have the cork on the back so they don't stick. But clearly this was well used because all the numbers are worn off. And then a good old fashioned, uh, what do you call these templates? This one was when I was in design school, interior design school. And it's like sofa. It looks like I used it quite a bit, but (laughs) it's just so funny how things are so different these days. And then 
even more old school, if anyone knows what these are, and if you've never hand drafted, then you probably don't, but this is a good old lettering guide. So this would actually help you draw the lines so that you could do your architectural lettering. And then this was a eraser, so, or eraser guide, I guess. You use it to erase things. Haven't used these in a long time. Um, and then good old trace paper. I was gonna, I don't have a roll of trace paper, which is like the worst thing ever for me. I should have a roll of trace paper. What I used to love and use, because it was really clean, it was more for finished stuff, but I loved these sheets of trace paper. If I was gonna do a final rendering and do more of a presentation, it didn't crinkle and everything like the, the wad. Um, but the wad's great for quick sketching, getting things done. Now I do wanna say two maybe vocabularies that if you are in the industry, you likely know. If you are getting into the industry, you should know. One is bumwad. Now this is an old term I hadn't heard until, I don't know, I don't know, into architecture school. And I don't know if it has to do with the yellow trace paper or all trace paper, but I want to say it's just the yellow trace paper. But I had a professor who always called trace paper bumwad um, because it's basically like toilet paper or something. You can easily just like crumple it up. It's easy to discard. But there's bum wad. And then napkin sketch is a good other term that you should know. And that's basically, it doesn't have to be on a napkin, but it's that stereotypical, you're in the bar or a restaurant with someone and you quickly come up with a sketch for a design. And that's your napkin sketch. So the napkin sketches are really famous for um, some famous architects' napkin sketches. They're really quick iteratives of the design idea. They can be like party diagrams. They're just very quick and basic. And it's it's kind of like the whole concept or seed idea of this design in a very quick form sketch. So anyways, all of that to say, that's not even all of the tools and materials we would use for sketching, but that is just a good indication of all the things you would have. You'd also have tape so that you could print out your drawings, tape it down, put the trace over it, trace over it, do your renderings, scan those. It was just a lot of process. Nowadays, this is the only tool I use for my sketching. It's my iPad Pro. It is incredible. I The pen literally feels exactly like a pen. It's so natural. The way the you have access to any color you want, any type of tool you want, any type of pen, um, Prismacolor type pen that's not going to run out halfway through your line and, and have it all is the best. I work in layers. I think working in layers is really important as an architect. So what this means is I work back and forth from digital to hand sketching, just like you would when you were taught in school, which I guess I'm kind of talking all over the place. I was going to make this more structured, but whatever. Um, 
So like in school, I would print out a drawing, for example, lay it down on my my mat usually so that I could, it was portable and tape it down and then put the trace over it, tape it down. And then I would sketch on that. What's nice about that is you could always add more sketch on top and layer it. But what's annoying about that is then it's never perfectly scanned into the computer to go digital. Everything's digital these days. And so when I send stuff to clients, I usually send it digital and then we discuss it and everything. So the representation from the hand to the computer was always kind of iffy. Now I can PDF a digital drawing, import it into my app that I use for sketching, sketch right over it in multiple layers. I usually have like 10 different layers of different line weights, different colors, different like landscaping versus, you know, design options, all that sort of thing. And it's, it's so easy and I can go sit on the couch and sketch rather than having to have a whole setup where nothing can be moved. So the iPad is really, really incredible because it's versatile. It still gives you that same hand to pen, hand to paper feeling um, without having to have the actual hand to paper. And then also what's great about that is you don't have a bunch of waste. You don't have paper sitting around everywhere. It's much more minimal, but it still gives you the same feeling. So I personally use Adobe Sketch for my sketches. I really like it. I know a lot of architects, I would say almost the majority of architects use Morfolio Trace. Um, What's great about Morfolio Trace is you can do a yellow trace paper over it. And I know especially for a lot of architects who have been hand drawing for a long time, they really like having that yellow sketch um sketch paper or trace paper it just is so natural for them and it 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 it, it creates a different uh, aesthetic so that's really great about morfolio traces you can still have that same feeling there was even an architect recently who said that they have a cover uh, like a screen protector on their screen that makes it feel almost like a paper i don't have any screen protector on my iPad. I've been sketching on it for years. There's not one, there's not one, um, scratch. There's not one, anything. It's still great. It's still perfect. I don't feel like there's any sort of slipperiness or issue with the screen finish, but I guess it's everyone's own preference. So back to what I was taught in school. So If you listen to last week's podcast, I talked a little bit about how I was introduced to software or to drafting first through hand drafting. So my very first course was all by hand, and then we moved into digital. With sketching, it was similar. We had hand sketching um, classes, but hand sketching was still uh, really encouraged throughout my entire schooling. So we, in undergrad, we did a lot of hand rendering and we did do digital rendering as well, but hand rendering was encouraged and especially the quick sketches. So I remember early on, I would never 
show my quick sketches in my presentations because to me they were messy and dirty and you know my brain vomit basically through lines that I figured no one else could understand but one presentation I had them sitting on the desk like in front of me when I was up presenting not planning obviously on presenting those and one of the professors said oh what are these and I said oh those are those are just like my process sketches and stuff like those aren't anything final and they said this is exactly what we want to see because anyone can look at a final drawing a final rendering whether it's hand or digital and you see that but when you have something to back it up when you have the process and basically your thought patterns it it allows people to really understand how you got there and and it's almost like uh backing up why you designed it a certain way so people feel the attachment to it like you do because when you're working through a design there's a lot of work it takes to get from the very first thought process to the final design and there's a lot of working through that that you go through to get there so if other people see that I think other people can feel the emotion and the uh, reasoning behind that final product where if you don't show that the final product product is just kind of like meh okay cool how come you didn't try this? And maybe you're like, oh, well, I did try that. It didn't work. Okay, well, show me that. So by showing your process, you can show, hey, I tried this. I tried this. I tried this. Or I worked through this. This didn't work because of this. This didn't really work. I, this kind of worked, but I liked this better. So showing those process sketches, especially when they're rough and just kind of thrown out there, they're really, really profound. So that's why I feel like sketches are really helpful. This is a little harder to do digitally, especially if you are erasing and building as you go. So in Revit, I do design options. And so it does give you kind of a thought process or a series of options and steps, but it's still... There's still other work that's been done before I even get to those design options. So would I show those to a client? Not necessarily. I guess it depends, although now that I'm thinking of it, because I don't usually really I don't usually show those to clients, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I should because it it just like I just said why the professors and like to see them and why I used to always do it in schools because it shows that thought process and it shows it shows how you got there. And I, I think too people appreciate those rough sketches because that's what we see. Those napkin sketches from famous architects are some of the most coveted drawings because they're rough and so quote unquote architectural. So, you know, maybe I should start including those in there. Maybe I will. I'll let you know. Find out. I have a presentation coming up soon. I'll see what I decide to do. So after... Uh, that professor told me that I started including, I would scan my process drawings and I would include them on my presentation boards. And it was a very successful 
thing that made my presentations much stronger. So when I got to the real world, (laughs) the real world, when I got to the professional world, I was still sketching by hand. I was mainly doing trace paper and working digitally. And what I do now is I, I, like I said, I only work in my iPad, but I do a hybrid of things. So I'll show you, uh, if you're, if you're on the, um, again, on the podcast, go look on the YouTube, I'll send I'll, or on the blog post, I'll post some of my, uh, like process how I work, but what I'll do is I will do initial really, really rough, uh, like terrible, just diagrammatic sketches, just to flush out ideas. Then I bring that in to Revit and I model it mainly for scale and proportion um, because I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to get out a ruler and scale my drawings when I'm doing my sketching. Um, so I'll do that in Revit, but I won't do details. I will do like a, basically kind of like a massing model. And I wouldn't want to show my client that. And I'm talking basically right now we're in schematic design. So I wouldn't want to show them that because like, for example, the exterior might look kind of boxed and it doesn't really portray how I'm envisioning it. Cause you have to remember that how you envision this final design is totally different than how the 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 client is going to visualize it. So you want to convey your initial drawings to show what is in your head because they can't read your mind. So I have learned that to do that, I need to go back to sketching. Because if you show a client a final looking render too early on, it can be detrimental to the design process. And I did learn this early on because I used to do that because I thought, well, of course, clients want a final looking product in the beginning because it looks so good. And, you know, but what I've found is that they get too fixated on the details that aren't important at that stage of design or and or they the client um, looks looks at the design as very fixed because it's so digital or so um, perfected almost, that there's not that fluid design process. So it's harder to sketch. Where I want them to feel like we can cross things out, we can arrange things, we can sketch a different roof pitch or whatever. You know, I want it to feel still fluid at those early stages of design. So I'll take that massing model, I'll PDF it, I'll bring it into my iPad, and then I will layer do layers. And that's that's where I play up with what the roof line is going to look like. What maybe there's going to be a I like a window here, maybe some landscaping here, or uh, maybe there needs to be some sort of awning or pop out to draw your attention here and a walkway here. You know, that's where I can play around with those ideas sketch them without having to fully model that because it's not ready for the full model yet, especially in the beginning when you're doing like three design options for schematic. I'm not going to take the time to detail model three different design options. I want to sketch them out. Then I'll bring them into Revit once we've narrowed it down and come up with that final design. And with this said, 
sketching takes time. It takes time to do these nice presentation looking sketches from my quick iterative sketches. So it takes time, but it's part of the process. And I feel that that's why people hire architects because we have learned that process. We have learned the art of sketching, how we can think through our hands and and put these final ideas into a way to convey to them, to, to help them understand. And I think it's really important and powerful to be able to show a sketch because it feels like a piece of artwork almost. It feels like a piece of the architect coming through and and that's, you know, they're hiring you for your design capabilities and everything. Then you can bring that into Revit and detail it. And usually for design development and of course, construction documents, but design development, that's when I'll start showing my clients the digital drawings. So Working combination, working in layers, and that's what I find that a lot of architects like to do in the industry. I think there are, of course, those few people who only work digitally, the few people who only work by hand, but I would say the majority of practicing architects have a combination of things and um, work really well with it together. And some of those are you know, still the trace paper or napkin sketch type, type physical drawings. Others are digitally. To me, I consider digital drawing now with this day and age with the technology. I, I consider that hand sketching because you are, you are, there's literally no difference rather than taking a cap off a pen and actually doing it. I mean, with the iPad pencil or pen, it's essentially the same thing. Which is so nice because if I would have had that in school, I just, I feel like I would have been so much more creative. I I found myself being lazy sometimes in school where it was like, oh, I don't want to have to lay out a whole thing, go to the printer, lay out a whole thing. And then it's like, I have to carry that with me home. It was just such a process. I'm like, I'll just, I'll sketch in my notebook and then I'll just do it in digital, you know? So I feel like the iPad allows this expansion of creativity, at least for lazy people like me. (laughs) Hey, before we get started, if you are ready to pass your exams and become a licensed architect, you're going to want to listen to this. We are revolutionizing architectural education. It is my goal and mission to help as many people as possible become licensed architects while still maintaining their happiness. So introducing the architecture of play. This is our secret podcast series that will transform the way you study and prep for your ARE. Imagine having a happy work-life balance while also pursuing your dream of becoming a licensed architect. I promise you it is possible. Our seven episode private podcast gives you exclusive access to the secrets that can make this dream a reality. Remember, the more fun you have, the more likely you are to pass your exams and become a licensed architect. Start listening today at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash secret podcast. Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right, back to the episode. 
Okay. So what clients expect and what clients want, I feel like with HGTV and everything, how they do the walkthroughs and the renderings and people see these insane renders now on Instagram that are just like so photorealistic, you can't even tell the difference. I think clients want that. I definitely do. However, like I said earlier, I think that showing those type of things too early can trip up the process. I had this one client, this was a long time ago. This was very early when I went off on my own and I was showing interior renders during pretty much the schematic design when we were just trying to figure out some of the layout and she kept getting kicked up or, or hung up on this one like ceiling detail. But, but to me, that was so insignificant for the, the point of time we were working on. It was almost like, honestly, now looking back, it was probably just like a modeling thing that I probably just needed to model it differently. But she was so hung up on that piece that she kept wanting like different ideas and going through different things. And I think that if I would have just had a hand sketch where, where it was more fluid and free and and you look at the overall picture rather than diving into little details or like little things like the tile layout. It does not matter. The tile layout at that point that is so far down the line, that is not a problem. So or colors. Colors are also a big thing. If you're you're presenting this nice photorealistic rendering or even just like a not even photorealistic, but even just like a nice rendering with color that color might not be the final color that might that color might not work and so they'll be hung up on this like color and you're like no i just want to know do you want the island over here or do you want a l-shaped kitchen or you know what i mean like it's it doesn't make it it's too much information too early on so if you can present something that gives the overall concept so that you can get the answers and the decisions that you need at that point. That's what's important. This also goes for like, say you're in school and you're giving a presentation and you have a midterm. If you're presenting final renderings, the professors might feel like one, you're not malleable with your design yet and it's only a midterm so like you're too fixed and stuck on it being exactly like this where maybe you're not but just because you present it that way you're kind of presenting it like okay here's your final product this is what you get if you present it in sketches and and for midterm of course like nice sketches you know well thought out sketches if you present it like that I feel like it's better received you're more open to like saying that you're you're working through it and and you're thinking about this and this and this and it's 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 easier for them to look at the full design picture rather than maybe a color choice you picked that they don't like so I think there's a lot of value in the sketching now how does this work with the future of architecture with everything going digital again Pencils, uh, uh, digital pencils and digital tablets are only going to improve. So I would say it's going to only get better. I think 
if you are in school or you're thinking about going to school, you still need to practice, practice, practice and learn the art of sketching because it's not going to go anywhere and it will make you such a better architect. When you're on the field, out in the field, you want to be able to feel comfortable doing a really quick sketch for, say, a client or a contractor. Now, these don't have to be like final looking, beautiful Leonardo da Vinci sketches. I mean, these are rough, fat lined sketches that convey an idea, a detail. And, and, and that's part of becoming a good sketcher is releasing that perfection and knowing that rough and squiggly lines is all part of that architectural look. If you look at any architecture sketches that are usually pretty um, like schematic and beautiful, they are not nowhere near perfect. There's this, there's this art of it that is sketchy and that's what's so beautiful. And so once you get more used to it and you practice, you'll get better at that. But I do think that the art of sketching is not going anywhere. I think it's almost going to have a resurgence because lazy people like me are going to be doing it more because you don't have to physically have all these items and expensive things and, and whole setups for sketching. You literally can have it in your, I mean, this is tiny, smaller than a book. So I don't think it's going anywhere. Now back to my tips for becoming a better sketcher, because I think that this can be intimidating at first. I always love sketching my whole life, but I was never very good at it. And even now, I mean, certain things, like if I look at something, I'm okay with drawing it, but off the top of my head, I'm pretty terrible. (laughs) So the idea of sketching a new design idea from the top of my head was always really intimidating and like perspectives and stuff. It's, it's, it's tough. It's not easy. So the only way I've been able to get better is practicing. Practice as much as you can. Now, what this means is a couple things. One, print out any digital drawings that you have or like digital perspective perspectives and practice just sketching over them. I mean, with that, you can practice your line weights. You can practice how um, the perspectives look, and then you can practice your shadowing, your colors, all that sort of thing. The other way that you can practice is through other people's sketches. So go on Pinterest or Instagram and find different types of sketching that you really like and look at how they're doing certain things like how are they drawing landscaping how are they drawing people how are they working with shadow or lines you know so many different architects have different styles so some will do a lot of hatch marks some will use more colors so find what you really like and just start practicing copying them of course that's this is all to practice it's not like you're going to be plagiarizing architecture designs in the real world working. Of course, that's not what I'm saying. But in terms of learning to practice, uh, learning to sketch better, just practice what they're doing and it will really improve your drawings. So one of the biggest things too is don't aim for perfection. Like I've said a couple times, some of the best architecture sketches are sketchy. 
you want to have a little bit of jiggle to your line because you don't want it to look like a perfect straight line. So as you're drawing a line, add a little wiggle to your to your hand and it will make it so much better because then you're not there's not like overlapping weird lines, you know, or like hatch mark lines. It's just a nice solid line, but there's a little movement to it. The other thing is you always want a little tail at the end of your line. So when you are crossing over lines, you want them to cross over. You never want them to fall short. You want them to look intentional. And you don't you don't want them to meet either. That's what's so great about architecture sketches is they can have more flexibility to them. So you want them to kind of overlap a little bit. And that helps to create intention and um it helps that sketchy look. Now, lastly, being a good architect doesn't mean that you have to be a perfect sketcher. Again, I'm not a perfect sketcher. You know, just sitting outside and looking at something, I don't have, you know, the most beautiful sketches. But what I can do is I can convey my design ideas through my sketches and I've learned how to not be a perfectionist with them so that they can end up being nice. They actually end up being better because I'm not a perfectionist with them. So just practice. Know that the art of sketching is not going to go away and it's really, really important to have that ability. It will make you such a better architect. It'll make you such a better designer. It'll be, it'll, it'll be worth it. So definitely practice. Find architects that you love. Find a, a Create a board on Pinterest, start pinning ideas, and um, know that you will work back and forth from sketching to digital, digital to sketching, and that is the best way to do it, best way to filter out ideas, and I think it's the way it's going to be for a long time. So I hope this was informative. Again, I'm going to post a couple of the links for what I use, the apps I use, the tools I use tips and tricks, maybe even like a link to um, some sketching tutorials that are really helpful. And yeah, so definitely, as always, subscribe, rate, review wherever you listen or watch this. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Talk to you later. Bye.